It kind of lets you run around and say, uh-huh, your horse. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually thinking about the uh, the giant undead T-Rex dogs in Caleb. <laughs> yeah. And what yeah. a bastard those are. Those things are assholes. I do want to know what the deal, like, is that just the natural evolutionary state? Like, dogs are like, I can't survive in this. I got to become a fucking dinosaur. Or did someone make them that way? Yeah. I don't know. After but the- enough millions of years, all <laughs> canines eventually become T-Rex dogs. It's like whatever that thing is where everything turns into a crab eventually. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Except exactly. in, in this, in the Elden Ring world, it all points upwards toward T-Rex dog. That's that's an improvement, I think. I would yeah. prefer to eventually turn into a T-Rex rather than a crab. Yeah. I'd take either. It's either that or one of those bastard-ass giant crows. This does explain Jamie's tiny little T-Rex arms. <laughs> and, his, <laughs> and his T-Rex shriek. <laughs> Have you had the crows fake you out with the like, oh no, my poise is broken. You should come in. Fuck you. Yes, they're no, bastard crows. They make the sound like their poise broken and they fall. And then when you come but in, But it's they them just, making the sound. They like make a frame perfect grab on you like you're fucking dead. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Speaking he's of like frame perfect grabs. The, the T-Rex and t- Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. This is still right. better than the hentai segue you tried earlier. Hi, Don't I'm, point at me like that was me. It was you. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm an analyst here in Nashville. And uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. Oh, gosh. Oh, I hate that guy. The magic I thought word. you were stealing my, my <laughs> segue. Uh, <laughs> I'm Rick Fox. I'm an author here in Nashville. And uh, life, uh, life, uh, f- uh, life finds uh, a way. Um, uh, and there it uh-huh. is. <laughs> uh, I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and I'm Dino DNA. <laughs> I'm Caleb. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I am currently holding on to my butt. And we're opinionated. Tonight we're watching Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park came out in 1993, has a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. It was written by Michael Crittenden and David Coep. Crichton. And, hmm? Crichton, isn't it? Isn't his last name Crichton? Crichton. 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 It's Crichton. Mikhail Crichton and Correct. director <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Uh, it stars <laughs> Maybe you've Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Richard, Richard Attenborough, and many others. It's a... Uh, and many others. That's how you pronounce that one, actually. <laughs> yeah, I got Samuel <laughs> Le Jackson. <laughs> Paleontologist Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler, along with mathematician Ian Malcolm, are among a select group chosen to tour an island theme park populated by dinosaurs created from prehistoric DNA. While the park's mastermind, billionaire John Hammond, assures everyone that the facility is safe, they find out otherwise when various ferocious predators break free. And go on the hunt. That is not the IMDb description. It's the like third one because the first one's bad. What? what? That's the point, though. A pragmatic paleontologist tours an almost complete theme park. <laughs> That's really good. That sounds That's like the first line. that sounds like the Netflix description, <laughs> right? That's the first line of the IMDb description. Uh, why are we watching this movie? I think a new Jurassic World comes out yeah. soon. A new and one comes out, and it's going to be starring. Well, uh, it's going to have the, the, that cast. It's going to have also this have, crew, like, Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. And uh, Laura Dern in it. I prefer this cast to the uh, Chris Pratt cast. So do I. Any yes. of the other movies? And I don't know. See, Godzilla. Okay. So I was t- I was talking with my wife as I was driving here. Mm-hmm. I'm just on the phone, and she's like, "Oh, surely you must be looking forward to watching Jurassic Park tonight." And I said, "Yeah, because it's a good movie." But honestly, I'm looking forward to getting to 
the two really shitty movies after this. There's four. Really like, wait, four? <laughs> whoa! Jurassic what? World whoa, whoa, whoa. and Jurassic oh, Park oh, 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 and Jurassic oh, oh, oh. World 2 sure, also sure, sure. What two <laughs> shitty movies are you specifically... Jurassic, Jurassic Park 2 and 3. Okay, I was like, yeah, do we are... not count fucking I, uh, World? I, I, know, <laughs> I know that World is in the Jurassic Park universe, but it doesn't feel like they're it really, in the... Yeah, like, it right. feels it like a different franchise that like leased the Jurassic Park. It feels Jurassic like a reboot. Park. That's the yeah. third one, right? No, uh, that's no. the that's oh, the, the new Chris one. Pratt. Yeah, the third one is the where he's yeah. like taming his raptor sure. blue and all that's that. I mean, garbage. the reboot. To be fair, that one will be better than the two that come after this one. I've watched Jurassic Park, the original, and two and three fairly recently, mm. and we're in for a really good time tonight. <laughs> after that. Mm, shit goes downhill nah, fast. Nah, there's a Spinosaurus in the second one. I Fuck the Spinosaurus. It's the third one. Is, so, is it the third one? It I thought that was the one. one. The, no. the second one. Who's the third. bad guy in the second one? It's still uh, the T-Rex. There were two T-Rexes in the second wasn't one. There, wasn't it's it, not really a bad guy in the second one. It's a shitty movie. Wasn't one just a pseudo T-Rex, one of those with like horns That's from Jurassic World. I haven't seen any Jurassic World. But I guess the new one's going to be kind of like the new Spider-Man we're like we got the, this universe <laughs> yes. and that universe. We're just gonna mash yeah. them together, correct? And yes. then maybe it won't be terrible. Yeah, but, but that would be will. like if we if we were in the world, like if we were in Spider Man three, and that's when they decide to bring in the other good movies that that movie was based on, kind of thing. Like you can't make take something shitty and just bring good stuff in. You have to have something good and then bring other good stuff. In. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, remember how there's other good movies out there that aren't this one? Hey, what, don't, don't you want to be reminded of that? Hey, let's I rub their see, name through shit too. I want to see Citizen Kane on Jurassic Park Island. Oh gosh, that kind of is the question of like, is it going to take? Are we are we polishing a turd, or are we? What's the opposite of that? Uh, dirtying a pearl. Sure, I don't think there's any pearl involved with the last. I think it's going to be. Putting glitter on shit, like let's let's Make, ruin, making a let's ruin out perfectly of a good. Purse. Let's ruin perfectly good <laughs> fucking glitter by well, putting in shit. You know, <laughs> instead of talking about all the shit that we will have to do later, maybe we should talk about the awesome movie that we're gonna get to watch. I tonight. mean, I've, everybody knows this movie. It's part of the cultural zeitgeist at this point. Yeah, like yeah. I like I. I know, I've there's seen probably this. millennials that are like, "What's Jurassic Park? Is that no, the movie with no, Chris no, no, Pratt?" No, 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 Even, even they're not millennials. millennials, we're millennials, millennials asshole! Park. You're talking Zoomers, <laughs> whatever. And and whatever's <laughs> after we're we're at Z. Is the next generation after this just going to be like one something <laughs> generation restart? Like we're go- are we going are we going back to A? Or are we starting with Roman numerals now? You know, I, we might be able to associate them with the actual decade. And that, that might yeah. become meaningful we, again. That's fair. Mm. Yeah, because at the that. end of one and the beginning of another, like the numbers aren't. Well, oh, but the generations aren't decade based, though. You know what? This is based on dinosaurs. dinosaurs. <laughs> Let's go talk I, about dinosaurs. How many dinosaur movies were there in the pop culture before this? Uh, there D- were dinosaurs, some, like they were yeah, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dinosaurs have always been popular. I, the earliest one, obviously, I wasn't alive when it came out, but like watching it with my grandparents and stuff that I can think of, and I'm sure there were ones before it, but. The original King Kong, like he yeah, started, it it's that. like really be- like it's before claymation was even good, yeah. right? There's, and there's it's, also and it starts with him, like King Kong is just a big monkey on Dino Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there and even before that, there's I believe it's the Beast from like Twenty Thousand Fathoms is what it's called, okay. but it's basically a like car- uh, carnivorous brontosaurus stomping around New York. <laughs> brontosaurus yeah. from underwater. 
No, like it, you you would think, but I where, I where did the fathoms maybe, come in? Maybe like maybe that's where it came from. Maybe well, it was a plesiosaur instead. Well, we I'm just, I'm just they can't fathom this d- carnivorous. Twenty thousand times we tried to fathom this dinosaur <laughs> and we failed. <laughs> Let us know on Twitter if you want us to watch that movie after the new trash oh, Jurassic Park. There you go. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like everybody knows that Jurassic Park is an amazing movie, and it's followed by bad ones. Like yeah. everybody, why do you think that movie. is? Like, why did such a good movie birth nothing but shit, including Godzilla two thousand? It is very strange because you would think the one that uh, that Steven Spielberg also directed, the second one, would yeah. also be good, but it is it is also very bad. But then three is the reason three is bad is because they didn't give enough time. Like they yeah. they started it with like without a finished script, without any idea what they were doing. And like it just it just went off the rails immediately. I also so. thought like maybe since this one and the second one were like mostly based on the books, like that was like. Well, but the second one wasn't good either. I didn't no, know the, the, I didn't know one the second not, one was based on the book. I were, thought it was just this one. They're both based loosely. on the books extremely loosely. The like, first one is a lot closer. The second one just like takes ideas from the basically, books. Basically, yeah. Like they they are not very similar. At the all. books are good though. Mm. Yeah, I, I read I read the first. Or I read Jurassic Park. I yeah, don't know Jurassic if there was Park. A I hated to it. the kids in the first book, but other than that, I love that. <laughs> I mean, book. the kids in this movie are annoying as well. That's a good not point. nearly as bad Let, as in the book. Yeah, they're it's pretty insufferable. I think they're going to be the worst part of it in this rewatch. Well, and I think another big reason that this movie is held in such esteem is that it just kind of blew the pants off everybody when it came out. Yeah, with the CGI. Uh, specifically because of the, the blend of CGI and practical effects. Because mm-hmm, yeah. there's practical effects in this that still hold up in a yeah. way that they don't in a lot of other movies. In a way Obviously, that Juju doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, the special effects in this movie from... 30 years ago, mm-hmm. blow the pants off the special effects from Jiu-Jitsu, which came out like last year. Isn't there an interesting story with the uh, the T-Rex and how they didn't initially plan on going CG? Yeah, the T-Rex. It's, yeah very it's the, it's the Velociraptors, I think, because the T-Rex... Gallimimus is being chased by the T-Rex is what it is. They, that, well, they, but also shall... also the Velociraptors in the, like when they're hunting them in the cooler scene or in mm-hmm. the kitchen, like... Well, they didn't do that until pretty late in the process, honestly. Like, but but the, there's the thing that there's still like claymation mock-ups of, oh, all, yeah. of all that, and and it wasn't like you said they'd yeah. already got a bunch of the claymation done for these scenes, mm-hmm. and Spielberg decided so, to scrap it. Yeah, and, and a guy go came with CG after seeing like some. Yeah, a guy came to him concept. with the basically the Gallimima scene from this movie. Like, mm-hmm. they, it's a big chunk of that that he had finished, and Steven Spielberg was like, "Yeah, we're doing that." And then when they showed that to their claymation guy, he actually did the joke that's in the movie of like, "Well, I guess I'm extinct." <laughs> like, yeah, and, and he immediately was instant, like instead of fighting it though, he he yeah. jumped on board with it and was like, "Yeah, how can we use this to improve the movie?" And that's I think a big part of why the special effects of this movie stand out in a way that almost no other movie, even from this era, do mm-hmm. uh, in, in how well they hold up. It's it's shocking how good they are. What do you think T-Rexes actually sound like when they roar? Uh, I don't death. Know, like a really big bird. I mean, I figure Ooh. it might be like a... Like a, a big morning dove. I just think it might be like eagles, where you think like, "Oh, this is one of the biggest birds in America. It must sound super hardcore." And then it's just like, beep. It's beep, like beep. it's like it's like how eagle like for movies they have to get like a hawk cry for yeah, an eagle, exactly, or like a tiger cry for a for a lion. What is that well, called in porn? The, the MGM like lion is actually a, a tiger. I don't. Know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Imagine, imagine they have to do that for dinosaurs, and it's like bringing a here's the T Rex, and he's actually voiced by a Velociraptor. <laughs> or actually, it's kind of like once again we just got a donkey and put a mic up to it and tased it and just cranked up the volume. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but it is the T Rex and the CG yeah. that just 
blows everyone away. And I like this kind of practical effects because it looks obviously better. CG is cheaper. And like CG has gotten to the point now where in lo- lots of times it's indistinguishable from real life yeah when it's stuff like backgrounds and that kind of thing but when it's these big like the focus of the scene you can still tell the the, like the weight isn't there in the same way like i'm thinking about the you you brought up like the horned t-rex in the new jurassic world movie and i remember like seeing that scene and despite the fact that with cg they're able to do way more creative stuff with that dinosaur like have it jump around and attack and all sorts of stuff where Uh the Practical effect T-Rex in this one mostly just roars and stomps a couple times. No, no. It, like, tears up a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> Throws a car and, like, breaks through walls and stuff. Yeah. Eats a was goat. This th- was the car throwing still practical effect? I mean, parts of it, yeah. Well, he he actually bit down the car. I mean, he, there's also the scene where he's tearing the one, the the one scene I know of where it's, like, the big practical effect thing is in the rain when he's stomping around. Yeah, some of that is. Yeah, a lot of that's practical. There's also some in the the. I thought when he was fighting Velociraptors well. later, that was CG. I think that is all CG. Yeah. I think, I think but, that, but, that, but the scene where he's stomping around around the cars, it's like, yeah. it feels so much different than... Yeah. Like... When it's real water bouncing off fake skin, yeah. it still looks better than CG water bouncing off of CG skin. So. <laughs> right, and right. And so, I don't know. I think that some of that is why it still holds up so sure. well. And one of the unique challenges of the actors in this film might be the fact that CG was new enough that they people who are well into their career might be really Thrown off, off put by, by the idea that, like, okay... Here's a green screen, and you're going to pretend that this thing is there. Yeah, I here's a soccer ball on the end of a stick. Pretend this is a scary dinosaur. Right. I don't know. Stop if they crying, had Ian them. McKellen. Stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they had if it had progressed even enough to where they could do that kind of thing, though. So I wonder if it was far enough off that it was like, okay, look up. That's where the dinosaur you're going to be standing in awe of is. <laughs> yeah. No cue whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. So I don't because we know. can't edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but know. Yeah. There's there's so much to say about this movie just because it's so good. But like we've all seen it enough times, we could probably do the podcast without watching it, and that's <laughs> no fun. So let's stop here, go watch it, and then come back and keep talking about it. Before we go, uh, Rick, what's your most recent release? Have you released a new uh, Escape from Persephone? And 6? how many Chapter, dinosaurs yes. are there in it? Uh, <laughs> there are very few dinosaurs in there. They're although maybe something you could consider a dinosaur ish. Giant monster type thing that's lizard like. Anyway, very nice. Um, it's on Kindle Vela. Uh, it gets released chapter by chapter. Definitely yep. go check it out, as well as his book Fate's Pawn, available on Amazon. Additionally, if you enjoy the podcast and want to help support us, we've got our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash opinionated. For as little as a buck a month, you can get all sorts of bonus content, including first impressions and some listener requests. Guys, we're going to be back in just a minute after we're finished watching Jurassic Park. To Jurassic Park. We've made living biological attractions so astounding that they'll capture the imagination of the entire planet. The most phenomenal discovery of our time. How'd you do this? Becomes the greatest adventure of all time. Can I touch it? Sure. Universal Pictures presents. You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. Fences are failing all over the park. Yeah, that's nice. Gotta go. An adventure. Look out! Down! I can't 
can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park. expressing curiosity about the open worm dryer. <laughs> Do you like leave it open and then like sit out there with a paintball gun waiting for them to get close just to teach them like, yeah. no, <laughs> just bad like, things happen. Just like the hunter in this movie. <laughs> That's see, right. See, you, you gotta Clever girl. <laughs> you got to train your cats like uh, I trained uh, Lilith back when I when Zach and I were, and Sam were living together. Uh, we wanted to train her to stay out of the kitchen mm-hmm. because – especially when you're working fast in the kitchen, you're not going to see the cat being underfoot. And we right, didn't right. want her to, you know, jump up on the counters and stuff like that. And so as a small kitten, we would hold her and take her up to the edge of the kitten kitchen and just take one step in and start screaming at her and then <laughs> back out and stop screaming and then do it again. And we just let her go. This is the paying environment. And she stayed away for a long time. And eventually she became like a teenage cat and right. started getting curious again. And any time that we'd see her like, She'd like put a single paw <laughs> into the into the kitchen and look at look, genuinely would like look back at us to see if she was gonna get in trouble and mm-hmm. we'd wait and as soon as that second paw goes in there just ah just like scream at her again she'd book it and it got to the point where if we picked her up mm-hmm. and forgot we were holding her and walked into the kitchen she'd like she'd, she'd freak the hell out jump off and like scurry away and I was like hey, it worked yeah I bet that's... you had some confused neighbors. <laughs> Our, our, neighbors die next door. our neighbors did 24-hour karaoke directly above us, so I don't I don't They'd know. be dead to me. I, I have to wonder, like, what would that be like as a cat? Of, like, you're you're surrounded by these strange primates that feed and mm-hmm. water you and, like, take care of your shit. But every now and then they'll just, like, drag you towards this one room and then start shrieking at you in their <laughs> weird primate voices. Uh, I'm sure it made a lot of sense to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh you know, you know what else makes a lot of sense? Getting eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs> getting eaten by dinosaurs. Uh, this movie is still as amazing as I remember. Mm-hmm. Although I did like that, uh, like despite it being so good, you in, you you intentionally pointed out all of the spots that there were to nitpick throughout <laughs> oh, the yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's fun. It's fun. I uh, mean, this is the thing. Like, okay, so there's the famous t- flying T-Rex problem of this movie. Like, how does and, it jump up the, the right. side of the wall so to get out and if you're, stop If you're not cars. familiar with what I'm talking about, the T-Rex comes bursting out of a specific area of its paddock. And later in that movie, it knocks a car over that exact same spot, but the car immediately falls down off a cliff. Yeah. So the question is, like, how did the T-Rex get up there to begin with? Yeah. But here's the thing. In the moment of those scenes, when I'm watching them, I never have that problem. It no. never bothers me at all because the scene is so genuinely well crafted that it just doesn't matter. You you have a good time watching it and you're willing to go along with it anytime. At least I am anytime I mm-hmm. watch it, even very aware of that problem. I don't understand what the problem is. There's okay. a cliff there, but there's also a road that presumably comes and goes from that point. So yeah, but they, the road's they, not on the inside of the T-Rex path. Yeah, the T-Rex comes bursting gets in. out. How does it get out if there's a big cliff? I, I, there, I see that there is a cliff on the other side of the road from the T-Rex paddock. It's not, though. It comes out. It there's a goat that's, like, right there, clearly visible Correct. from inside. Yes. It and then when the, And then when the T-Rex pushes the car inside of the paddock it has just come out of, the car plummets down to the ground. I, I'm telling so you, it's then the other just... side of the road. It's not. No. It's not the way the camera is positioned. Mm. It's not the other side of the road. Like it never, it never like shows also, the, both pushes, sides of it. Also, he pushes the car through the fence. Yeah, sure, that he's sure. already broken. I think there is okay. just a 
land bridge off camera to the right that we don't <laughs> just, see. Just like very there, close. There's an edge of it where it's like, oh, here's yeah. the T-Rex paddock. It's kind of like in bear enclosures in the zoo <laughs> where you're yeah. like, here's the bear enclosure. And then this spot we just assume is a natural wall for it because right. it's a big cliff. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe they did that with the T-Rex. Sure, right? sure. But that would, still wouldn't make sense because he pushes the car back through the spot where he tore out of the right. fence. And it is an entire tree is invisible, which catches the Jeep. It's part amphibian. I want to jump back to Good the very... <laughs> yeah. How do, it swam up the are, rain. Amph- amphibians are swimmers. Not all it was raining. Yeah, he swam up the rain. He swam up... The, okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I want to go back to the very Continue. first scene of the movie. I I really like this opening scene specifically because I think it does a really good job of telling you basically everything the movie is going to be about, be about, which is what's really impressive to me in an opening scene. You're talking about where where Where, we we come in on the park at night mm -hmm. and we see a bunch of the like construction workers, park workers, and they setting up the raptor enclosure. Yeah, they've got the. The giant crate that's, yeah. you know, danger, danger, and there's clearly a dinosaur inside. Exactly. And it kills one of them. Yeah, it that whole scene is really well done because it sets up the scenes, like, what's to come as far as, like, this is all going to go wrong. It's going to go wrong sure. because you can't control nature. Even if you have a lot of technology, it's not going to help you. Chaos it, theory. Chaos theory. Which we'll get into, like, what the bullshit. Chaos. We'll, we'll get into the bullshit that is Ian Malcolm's arguments in this movie. But the other thing that I think is really interesting and important is that it does a... it So it's Steven Spielberg. He did Jaws. Obviously, he knows this movie is going to be very effective if you hide the, like, most dangerous element of it for as long as possible. And also, you save money that way. Yeah. You save money as well, but it also is is a good move here because I think that we would have a bigger problem enjoying the awe and spectacle of like living dinosaurs if the first introduction to dinosaurs is five minutes in where we see a dinosaur actually rip a man apart. Yeah. And so hiding that get like I think it gives you enough like cushion that you can still enjoy it when the brachiosaur is like walking on screen and it's not utterly horrifying. You're yeah. not associating it with that moment early on of dinosaurs are a hideous yeah, abomination. It's, the, it's essentially you get to see the shark fin cutting through the waves, but you don't yeah, get to see the whole thing. It's creature yeah. feature one oh one. You want to build suspense and pull the the curtain back slowly. You but get what's to see a little bit of a claw here, a little bit of a tail there. <laughs> I mean, it maybe a little does. flash of an eyeball. Yeah. Mm. That's sort of what they do. Like they give you like a little bit of flash. <laughs> the of The camera the... from an angle where it's looking at people from a, a dark corner. <laughs> sure, sure. But I mean, it is it is constantly doing that of like calling back to yeah. the raptors throughout the movie. Like it'll it does it with Grant's uh, dig. It does it again like, <laughs> when where he they're, gives like, the creepy speech to the kid and he... like mimes slipping <laughs> the dude's <laughs> yeah. stomach yeah. open. Spilling I mean, that kid was a little shit. Yeah, that kid that kid deserved the nightmares. Turkey, <laughs> <laughs> but I I like that throughout the movie they are constantly calling back and like letting you know okay it's not time for the Raptors yet okay not yet oh shit the Raptors are fucking out and they're gonna sh- just be the worst well, thing no, for the rest no, no, of the movie no because no, no, even when the Raptors are out they still are using that as an opportunity to build the suspense because yeah, you've got yeah. the guy the uh, like the Steve Irwin except he's a hunter yes yeah, Muldoon, Muldoon. Mur- Muldoon. Oh, Muldoon I keep wanting to say Murdoch yeah you've got Muldoon the the big game hunter yeah and. Earlier the in the short movie, shorts wear. yeah, exactly. Earlier in the movie, he like he hyped these raptors up. He's like, they're the smartest dino I've ever did, I've yeah. ever seen. I've hunted everything that's hunted man, and this <laughs> thing puts the ferragata. I've even hunted man. And and then it and then you said it's like, oh, the raptors are oh shit, all fire. It, it doesn't ramp up like that. 
you get there and the raptor cage is empty and you see the tear in the wall. Yeah. And then it's still just suspense. Sure, yeah. sure. You still don't see the you raptors. You don't see the raptors for like another half hour. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I mean is that the movie is constantly escalating, showing you a little more and a little more and a little right. more of the raptors. And even when like Elliot manages to escape from the raptor, then we immediately go to Muldoon being eaten by the raptor. Yeah. So it like goes from, okay, she got away for now, but also the one guy on this entire island who was like a dedicated hunter, his entire thing is hunting, he immediately got eaten. I would have Even, liked to have seen a good a scene of him handling his shit once and yeah. then getting eaten. It would have been, he like he yeah, like here comes a Dilophosaur and he's doing like gun kata with yeah. his shotgun. <laughs> like, but I think that having him have I think that would take away from the overall theme, which is you can't control nature yeah. so if he ever kills one then it doesn't work like even the end of the movie plays into that because they don't like actually defeat the raptors the tyrannosaurus rex comes in at the last moment and beats it for them so only nature can beat nature in the end of the well, we're God. part of nature we are but the movie doesn't want to put us that way because of like listen to ian's speech he's like this isn't a a, a species that got de- destroyed by deforestation <laughs> or climate change you know it's interesting that murdoch dies without real Mulvaney dies. <laughs> he, he doesn't really have his moment to demonstrate John his, dies. His, his proficiency, and yet at no point do I doubt him. Yeah. And I think it's just because his his role was very well acted out. Yeah. It's because of the I don't short need shorts. that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the short shorts and the, and the hat. The hat's very important, too. Full yeah. mobility. That's, <laughs> he just does the splits right yeah. there. <laughs> right. But I like that even the scene where the raptors are chasing uh, Laura. Ellie? Nelly? Yeah. Ellie. Ellie. Ellie and Molduga or yeah. whatever his name Muldoon. is. <laughs> Molduga? What the fuck? <laughs> That's the big sand Escape monster. Escape from Molduga Island. <laughs> I like that even that scene st- is still setting up the real like raptor finale because even mm-hmm. in those, like yes, we get a little bit more of like the raptors are jumping out of the shadows, but the bulk of the suspense there is still we don't know where the raptors are, we don't see mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And then they pop out from the shadows, we see a, a flash of like, here's the raptor, rah! Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't attack, and then it's pretty much scene done. Sure. This is still leading an escalation to what I think the like climax of the raptor scene is when it's hunting the kids oh, in, yeah. the, uh, in the kitchen. For yeah. sure. It, it needs all of that buildup to like get across the fact that these things are incredibly dangerous, even though they only kill one guy in the entire movie. Right. No, also, they kill uh, uh, the they doctor. They kill two guys. Or not the doctor. The, um, Samuel Jackson and Molduga. Yeah, Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah, two guys. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the only other one being Ned. Three. Guys. They kill three guys in this movie. Who's the third? The th- opening I mean, the scene. Guy, the opening guy. But oh, I'm, yeah. Well, fuck him. I mean, like, He's once unnamed. Construction <laughs> worker oh, number four. Oh, shit, no. They said his name. We see them kill one person in the movie. No. Well, no, well, well no. Do we when we see something getting pulled away by something and know you it's can, a raptor? Does that assume, not count? You assume it, but you, like you literally see this like raptor chewing on Muldoon's face. Okay, yeah. Uh, you were talking about Malcolm's speeches. What do you think of his uh, his initial speech while they're sitting think, with Hammond enjoying their Chilean sea boss? I think it's a testament to what a incredible actor. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is that <laughs> he manages to pull off this speech and it took me like 10 years to realize no this is completely full of shit and doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> at all his objection to the park is what because there's okay, some so valid objections so to the yeah, park sure right let, but let's 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 go through this from the beginning we can't just like jump into the middle of it they've gone through this whole tour and says the man who jumped to the raptor attacks <laughs> <laughs> I mean I kind of jumped to the raptors and wanted to talk about <laughs> whatever general, but Anyway, no, but I, th- this requires at least a little bit of setup. Uh-huh. Um, well, we'll so- start at the very beginning where there is this 
this lawyer character who's representing right, these, these investors. So the and investors he's, in Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even though, oddly enough, he says that like my the investors are going to make their decision and they're going to tell me. Right. It doesn't make any sense. What my opinion I guess should the be idea on the subject is that man. like Ian Malcolm will go back and talk to them and then they'll talk to him and he has the final sign off on whether or not this works or yeah, something right. like that. So he's one of the voices at the table and there's also Jeff Goldblum who is there. He's a rock star for some reason. <laughs> right. No, no, and, and the lawyer says this too. At the very like the first time he comes to the island, the reason that they're having Dr. Grant and Malcolm there and Laura Ellie, Ellie, yeah. yeah. The reason is because the investors want like an outside opinion. Outside yeah. opinions. Yeah. They want people who are expert in these fields to sign off on yeah. it. And so it that it's not. So it's not just a lawyer being like, I guess, the, like which, I don't know shit about zoos. This which, looks fine. Exactly, which is really stupid because they should have some people who are experts in running a goddamn zoo because that's what this oh, fucking. Oh, 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 I assume or, they were there. You would assume, except none of the things that you would have if you had an actual zoo are there. This is also, a terribly designed know, zoo. Like, what is Malcolm supposed to? He's a mathematician, right? Well, it's, he's supposed to figure out if something can go wrong, and it will. Kind but of he's thing. a chaos theory right. guy. He's of course everything's exactly. going to go wrong. He just used abstract be like John theory Hammond to sneezed when I got here, and so now they're now. Oh, that's what caused the hurricane coming. It would be great if that. he had just like. Demonstrated a mathematical formula, even if it was a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo, that meant like, okay, according to this theory, there is an eighty-nine percent chance that something is going to go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you could ground you could it in it out like that. something that makes sense. Because if he said if he said that, if he's like based on this, eighty-nine percent something's going to go wrong, and the fact that you've got a park full of dinosaurs means that that eighty-nine percent right. something's going to go I wrong. And I had to be here in person to observe these data so that I could put it into my formula. <laughs> and, right. and the fact that it's a dinosaur park means that that eighty-nine percent something going wrong is going to be lethal, and people are going to die. So bad park. Right. I'm, but instead, he's like, well, okay, I'm willing to I'm willing to go butterfly along with effect it because one. <laughs> <laughs> it makes more sense in the novel. Like in the novel, yes. this this whole thing. I makes don't remember a lot. why, but I, get, I yeah. remember it. Yeah, it, jiving. In, essentially, yeah. But the other thing is that, like, so what is his? What is the reason he gives? Okay, so his reason is that dinosaurs should not exist because they've already had their chance they and nature selected yes. them for extinction, which is the dumbest fucking thing you could possibly put forward. All you have to do is say, like, look, John, you've got an incredibly complex system here. Something will go wrong, and it will lead to a lot of consequences you can't foresee. That's all the argument that you have to put out. That what sounds he, an awful lot like something a rock star wouldn't say what you just said. <laughs> right. Instead, a rock star would be like, no, you package <laughs> it, and you and you slap the label on it, and you bam, you're, you're building you, it. Right you, your scientists were too busy thinking... If they could, they didn't bother to think if uh, if they should. Right, yeah. Is that the and first time this has ever been said? When, I mean, it, I, that's the thing everyone knows that saying from. So okay. I he just so seems like, like a, a crazy guy that worships entropy. Yeah, it's sort of what it is. I mean, he room. can be both. It, the, and the problem is that like he's essentially putting forth a argument, one, that nature has a will, if you're listening to what he's saying, and like somehow it has decided that ne- that dinosaurs had their chance at existence and they don't get like to exist. Happening. Which has nothing Which, to do like with mathematics. Exactly. And then the other thing that's crazy about it is that he seems to be implying that humanity is somehow outside the laws of nature as though right. we are not ourselves a... a, a being inside of nature, which Although, if you're going to go with some sort of metaphysical thing, I can go along with that, but it's not. He's a fucking mathematician, not a like metaphysical with. scientist or like philosopher or something. Well, but there are there are definitely things that humans can do that yeah. are outside the scope of like natural yeah. occurring. Most things. of the things okay, we do are if unnatural. You, if you are taking the position of 
like metaphysically there is like nature is a closed system we are then a part of nature nature becomes a definition for literally everything that happens so mm-hmm. we are a part of that we are not some like outside force that like kicked our do- kicked in the door into reality and now have control over nature we are a part of nature we should is respect the, only part the that existing we can equilibrium sure and exactly. you might argue that by introducing brand new apex predators you are not doing that absolutely 100 percent. oh totally agree with that i'm just saying that's not the argument Ian is making. <laughs> Any one of these other ones would honestly make a lot more sense. Uh-huh. Dinosaurs exactly. had their turn. They got to go to the back of the line and, and they're cutting. And here's the thing. Like what Ian is is trying to get across, I think, makes a lot more sense in the novel. Because in the novel, it's not a spared no expense affair. Jurassic Park is a shoddily put together piece of shit yeah. that Hammond is desperately trying to get to a point where he can start making money off of it because he's about to go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And so all of that makes a lot more sense of why everything falls apart at the first sign of things going wrong because he's put it together very poorly and that's what Ian is actually pointing out is that you are creating an incredibly complex system and you are not putting the safety measures in that are required to make that system work and so something will happen what are those waters called where you can do whatever the fuck you want? International? International waters. He's, he's, he's not. He's off of Costa Rica. He's, yeah, he's international. No, no, but it's he's an island he owns. He can, he can, it's his island. He it's can do what he wants. Not in the book. That's that's where I'm talking about. In the book, yeah, it's but a in the thing. movie, he owns the island. Yeah, and in the book, the Costa Rican government bombed the shit out of the island to get rid of the dinosaurs. At the end, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I so guess. that's how you create Godzillas. So I mean, it didn't work. Santa Claus honestly <laughs> reminds me a little bit of like <laughs> Santa Claus. He actually played Santa Claus. He, he did, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, Miracle on 34th Street. That's the one. I was mm-hmm. about to say Nightmare on something. What? Yeah. Uh, Richard, Nightmare on 34th Street. <laughs> Richard, Richard Attenborough, who plays John Hammond in this, also played Santa Claus in Miracle on 34th Street. Anyway, I was I've going to say that, that the way that his character plays this reminds me of Elon Musk. Yeah. Fast forward like 45 years. <laughs> yes. And 100%. he spent way too much of his money doing some weird shit on his private island, and he doesn't want to listen to what anyone else says because he's got this idea in his head. He's like, outside opinions, bullshit. I feel like I I I could buy that if in the scene where he's eating ice cream, instead of caring that his grandchildren are on the (laughs) death door, he's instead like posting memes passive aggressive memes that is to one thing that he it felt like he cared more about his grandkids in the book even though he no. was the worst guy did he not no. seem like he was no i thought he kept asking like where are my fucking no. kids he did not give a fuck grandkids. about them in the kids okay. in, the, in there yeah like i will admit that like he probably should be doing more but he kind of can't there's nothing else that he can do He's he doesn't not like need a, to be doing he needs to be more concerned other than just having his dinner right well i mean at Okay, when you're in a situation like that where something horrible has gone wrong and, and there's nothing, and there's you, can nothing do. you can do, like you end up just doing shit like that where you have to like eat at some point, so you are eating at some point, even though in yeah, theory, but this is could... a narrative. They need to t- show me that he cares. I think they do. Like they're what he's constantly talking about. Like he asks, he asks the whole reason that Muldoon and Ellie find Jeff Goldblum is that he asks Muldoon to go out there with a gas-powered jeep and go find his kids. And yet, the moment he expresses the greatest emotion is when he has to cancel his tour. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does like when the the gunshots start going while he's like thinks the kids are safe. Then he hears gunshots. He does scream in the phone. Like that's that's, true. that's the biggest moment for me. Fair. He cares. Yeah. He's he's a very different character from the book version yes. of John Hammond, who is just the fucking worst. They do make him a dynamic character, though, because it seems like he is, his motivation changes from I need to make this all a success mm-hmm. to, oh, actually, this, <laughs> this surprise, was, a, this was idea. a bad idea. He doesn't do yeah. that in the book. No, in the book, he gets eaten. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm okay like, with that. What he's, eats him? 
Uh, a bunch the, of little dinosaurs. So you remember the the little tiny dinosaurs from the second movie, the tiny velociraptors? Essentially? They eat eggs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they eat him in the, the compies. Yeah. So in the in the second movie, a guy will like fall down a hill and slowly be eaten by tiny compies. <laughs> it's that's, just Nedry, but as he's rolling and bouncing, <laughs> that's what happens to John Hammond in, in the uh, in the book. Gotcha. Like he he falls down a hill, breaks his leg, and no one can hear him because he's falling down this hill. And as he's he having a weird power trip the whole time yep. they're eating him. <laughs> yeah, he, he totally <laughs> like I am your god. You worship boys now yeah exactly so yeah that's how john hammond in the book dies speaking of nedry i love how over the top he is constantly yes yeah he's Nedry's so ridiculous and and also how like i don't know how samuel jackson and attenborough don't immediately know something's wrong this guy who's <laughs> yeah. been a cocky asshole every scene that he's been in yeah it's like oh hey uh hey hey uh hey guys uh I'm gonna go to the vending machine. Uh, <laughs> they probably everything think- might shut down for a second, but uh, it should be fine. Okay, bye. Here's the thing. I'm gonna go jerk off. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's yeah. like they're they're just thinking. Oh, uh, God, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he it's either that or like they're like, okay, I know he's had like 13 colas. You're probably gonna go take a power shit in the bathroom. We I don't, don't think he'd be ashamed of that or jerking off. I think he would jerk off right there as <laughs> that's just right. Fair. Probably some this crumpled up uh, tissues on you that. You get away with that then. You want me to jerk off in the bathroom? <laughs> well, you should have paid me more, John. <laughs> You've cut too many corners, Mr. Hammond. That's right, Dad. You told me there would be a model in the bathrooms to jerk you off for you <laughs> a dinosaur model <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh but yeah i i i don't know you said that you find him kind of reprehensible and um you, wayne knight uh, you mean you mean nedry no not wayne knight not the her person like I, nedry, yeah, yeah. and i'm like i don't know I, I i think it's a perfectly reasonable assumption that someone in this situation would be like Dude, I can make no. a shit ton of money if I just steal okay. some of this and sell that's it. That's fine. Sure, that's it's the, how that, he went about it. Yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. The problem is that to turn off one system, he turned off the security to the entire island. That feels and, like he's just a bad hacker if that's the way he has to go about it. But maybe that's the case. But if he's a bad oh. hacker, he knows he's going to do that. Yeah. He knows he's turning off the still fucking T-Rex thing. Being and a bad knows, person. No, okay, there's a reason he did it, though, because it's not just turning off one system, right? Because you're thinking, Yes, okay, they are all interconnected. And the backup. No, 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 he, no it's not even that. It's not the like oh i've got to like turn off the cameras to the embryo room so i can go steal the well and he's got to get the doors open yeah, way he, outside the, the other thing stuff. is he's got to have like all sure. the doors open well he's stuff. also trying to hide what he's doing so he's turning off like cameras yeah, and all that shit as exactly. well he's turning off basically he was too lazy to say i'm gonna separate out the like keep the power on for the t-rex enclosure and yet and, he did for the velociraptor enclosure right which is interesting to me because it's another chance another opportunity the movie takes to be like by the way the raptors are fucking terrifying because right. that's the thing that everyone is afraid <laughs> Even of. Even with all of this, uh-huh. he, he, knew, he knew to keep the raptors. <laughs> the power was exactly. on and they still got out. Yeah. yeah. I also it not until they flipped the switch. It's also interesting to me that he's the only person that got killed by the Dilophosaurus. Like, that's such a unique dinosaur that I'm surprised it didn't come back again. It stands, at, like, anytime I think back to this movie, I think his death is the one that, as a kid, stood out to me the most. It's the one you get to see the most of, I think. Well, and also just the idea, like... For whatever reason, the idea of being like chomped in half and swallowed whole by a T Rex yeah. seems yeah. less horrifying than having like Melting oh, yeah. acid melt your face well, off. It's not acid, thing. it's poison. Is what I it know, says, but, but as a kid Oh, you were thinking as a kid when it like splashes in his eyes and yeah. you hear shrieking. that like yeah, yeah, yeah. and he starts shrieking. Like <laughs> in my mind, that's like, oh, it's acid and he's getting eaten now. Speaking like, of things you hear in this scene. Go back and watch this scene and watch for the moment when he slips and falls down the like thing. You hear a straight up Looney Tunes like whoop sound like a effect. Slide as he's whistle. Like, yeah, Why? exactly. It's hilarious to me. Why? 
Because I think it's just like it's quiet enough that I think they just want you to sub like they don't want you to actually. I hear see it. him fall down. I don't need a <laughs> yeah, sound yeah. effect. Yeah. Is that for like the blind people? Like someone just fucking fail. <laughs> I think it does. Probably they probably thought it added something to the scene of just like okay, it's just gonna give you a little bit of because like he's a, the comic relief that's about to get murdered. He needs yes. to get fucking dunked on too. Basically, hundred percent. I, I, I bet that there's stuff like that. All over, where uh-huh. like oh, you yeah. just don't notice just adding stuff. little yeah. little sound effects here and there. They're supposed they to hit you like it. almost subconsciously. Exactly, yeah. it's like the Wilhelm is... scream. Exactly, but that's we not, all know that. That's one. not tasteful. Like you can hear that like three hundred. <laughs> and a slide away. whistle is <laughs> no. That's why I'm saying. Like, there are some tasteful ones that you can put in there and just be like, this enhances the flavor of the scene, whereas, like, a fucking sly whistle for the one, like, fat, nerdy dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Look at this exactly. little fucking loser. <laughs> Look at this big fucking loser. Well, yeah. <laughs> Watch him fall down. He, he gets into the car, the acid sprays, the door closes, the dinosaurs start chomping him, and you just hear a trombone. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. I always do expect to, like, as so the you see the, like, the little can that's got all the embryos in it. I always expect, like, as the mud is covering it over, to see like a blood and shit going, being like poured over I it mean, as well. He was full of a lot of blood. He probably was, yeah. But still, it's, it's always weird to me that that doesn't happen. And you said you've watched two and three recently. Very recently. Does that can come back into play in either of those movies? Nope. Because it does. The they way do kind of focus the on the way it like that, that it gets covered up. I'm yeah, like, it looks dude, like an Easter egg. Someone yeah. like a paleontologist, yeah. like a million years from now, is going to be digging, and it's just going to be a new Jurassic Park movie, and they're going to be like, "How'd you do it?" And instead of little like, "Hey, it's me, cowboy DNA, explaining <laughs> right. everything," right. like instead I, of it being like amber mosquitoes, it's going to be like. We found a shaving cream can and it had a bunch of dinos in <laughs> right, it, and right. we made them. That's it. I think film language wise, it's just trying to say like, okay, this is symbolic of Nedry's dream of making a whole bunch of money in yeah. his like, purpose, oh, and it's getting like, buried, getting shaggy on. Yeah, exactly. Nedry, along with his hopes and dreams, are dying. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. So meanwhile, the tour has begun, and all of our characters are meandering through the park, and this is right with the. There's the, the sick triceratops scene yeah. happens well, right before high. this. She's this, is, high. this is a little while before all of this that we've been talking about, but yes. Right. That's where we have the great big pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Those are some incredible piles of shit. Like, I know this is a triceratops, but damn. I, I can the only assume that they poop on top of each other. Like, they have a poop spot. Either that or, like, for some reason, the, the like, park staff are, like, piling it together. Also, yeah. Because those poop piles are fucking bigger than the damn Triceratops. No, they're Just a solid about. third of the Triceratops. There's <laughs> yeah, no way right. the shit would get that tall unless they were, like, intentionally shitting on top of it. Exactly. Like, it's got to be that or, like, maybe these are Brontosaurus shits. Like, that's that the makes only more thing I could, I could see. Brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus. My bad. Look, man, you don't know the pooping habits of Triceratops. It's all news to you. <laughs> that's true. I that know is, that, that you can't true. poop above your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you don't <laughs> Have you ever tried? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some things man was never meant to achieve. Uh, <laughs> I'm just imagining you doing a handstand trying to poop upward. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was a brontosaurus? Now Bra- that's killing Bra- me. A brachiosaurus and brontosaurus are technically the same thing. It's what just, happened is... No, I think they when, undid that. I think no, now no. brontosaurus are a thing itself now. No, you're thinking of a patasaurus, I think. No, so, no, I'm pretty sure that like they were like, brontosaurus and brachiosaurus are the same thing. Mm. And we screwed up by thinking they were different things because it was during the fossil wars. And then recently they're like, I love the oh, but here's wars. a new long neck and we're going to call that one a brontosaurus. I now. mean, they might have like added the name brontosaurus to something else. But the, the thing is that like back in the 40s, two guys were basically desperate to discover new dinosaurs. And, which included, and they were which included stealing fossils from each yep. other and also just... 
coming up with bullshit fake fossils. Look like up, you do. Look up the fossil wars. It's, it's incredible. A hilarious it's so story fun. of of just I- I- insane bullshittery. I'm amazed it has not been made into a comedy movie so far. <laughs> but basically, these two guys were desperate to discover more dinosaurs, and so they would dig up fossils and then they would both name them but it would later turn out they were the same thing and brontosaurus and brachiosaurus i believe are the two that are basically they're the exact same thing and they're like the famous long neck dinosaurs i mean that's a perfectly good which name is no longer valid brontosaurus i believe and that's a perfectly good name they should reuse it for something i mean they might they might have that might be what what josh is looking up currently as we're talking about this That's the one that was imprinted on my child brain thanks to the flintstones because they've got the bronto burgers and and all that yeah probably right uh Brontosaurus refers to a huge herbivorous dinosaur of the late Jurassic period with a long neck and tail, while Brachiosaur refers to a huge herbivorous dinosaur of the late Jurassic period to mid-Cretaceous period (laughs) with four legs longer than his hind legs. Oh. So... Now, That's what was in the technically, movie. Yeah. they're the same. Well, they're different things. I think what was in the movie is an apatosaurus because what's it, what a brontosaurus doesn't have the like top head like that nostrils. weird little bump thingy. Yeah, well, that's where its nostrils are on the top of its yeah. head, and they or at least they thought that's what it was. I don't know if that's still the case. A I'm giving hole. you, I'm giving you the knowledge I had as no, a five year old who was about desperate it. to know about dinosaurs. Why would they need that? <laughs> is that another one of those wind so, things? So, an early theory about dinosaurs was that they would not be able to support their own weight, yeah. and so they would live in swamps and live in the water. Water, and that's why it would have that is so that its head would stick out of the water and okay. be able to breathe out that of the top sense. of its head. Um, so brachiosaurs are the ones with the big like head point things. Head point things, okay. yeah, with the nostrils up there. Gotcha. I I like to think that it's just like the same reason elephant seals like noses inflate, <laughs> which is just like. Brachiosaurs just had like freaking foghorns on top of their head. <laughs> Maybe like, they had like Rah! weird whistles or some shit to get mates. <laughs> a whistle? You just you walk downtown and you see a brachiosaur pokes his head up over the fence and goes. <laughs> I mean, I'm just could. trying to imagine like what that would be horrifying to see two brachiosaurs having sex. Like if you've ever seen an elephant's penis, oh, that God. thing yes. is terrifying and flopping around and scary. So like a, a brachiosaurus has to be like even worse. Speaking of scary, have you ever watched a video of two elephant seals fighting? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love they that. have the like the bassiest sounds that any mm-hmm. animal I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like slapping the shit out of each other. Tearing each other's faces off with their tusks. I know. Yeah. And there's a lot of blood and like torn fat snouts. Mm. It's <laughs> I don't know about you guys. It's a lot. I wouldn't even want to bang my giant harem of, of elephant seals after that. Dealing with <laughs> yeah. all that. Need a recovery period. That's Speaking right. Speaking of which, have you seen the video of bears fighting for a mate? Where they're like fighting, and then one like bites into the other when it takes a big shit. Yeah, and it takes a yeah. giant shit while he's yeah. fighting. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely insane. I mean, no, there's I've no time that. to not shit. You got really, shit, there and really you gotta fight. Exactly. I have to assume it's just in so much pain that it's just like cleansing up and like. Well, I, and if, speaking of animals fighting, I feel like if brachiosaurs were fighting like during mating season, mm-hmm. it would have to be how giraffes fight. Yes, mm, the, the fucking momentum terrible they idea. build up that would their, snap that thing's neck. Yeah, that it's, it's like how bull whips like. Like break yeah. the sound barrier by yeah. the, the by the end of the whip because mm-hmm. of how fast that tip is going. Yeah, yeah. it's just a brachiosaur whipping its head in there. Each impact that, is going to hurt tail. you more than your opponent. You're <laughs> giving yourself a concussion every single time. Well, that's what the horns are for. The little fuzzy horns. Yeah, that's, that's what the that's what the big slide whistle up on top of its head is for. <laughs> there you go. But it's also got the giant tail, so I could use that to like whip people. You think you think when 
the Brachiosaur is swinging his head to bonk another Brachiosaur during mating season, that the nostrils on top of his head whistle like a Nerf ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're making out, they're just like rubbing their little nose holes oh, against each gosh. other. Oh, And they do that thing swans do where their heads come up and make heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, the storm happens, and this is the part where we see the T-Rex for the first time. Man, this scene is absolutely incredible like mm-hmm. just taken in you could take it in isolation and the way that it does such a perfect job of escalating throughout the entire scene is just right. wonderful just, the goat is gone mm-hmm. like that you see it like then you finally get a glimpse of it like rubbing its cl- and first you just see its claws like rubbing against the the power line to be like oh look i can get out anytime that i want to yes and then it starts rubbing its nipples <laughs> like you josh <laughs> but then you finally get to see its face but just for a second and only then like after you I love more reaction yeah. shot. Does it like come smashing through, and you get to see the entire like glory of this? And monster. I love, I love when uh, it's like peeking in the cars, and one of the dumbass kids shines the flashlight. The kids are eye, so stupid, and its eye like dilates super yeah, fast. And it gets yeah. What up, the fuck is really, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love this scene, and I get so annoyed by the kids and freaking Malcolm in this scene. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, Malcolm does the do, Malcolm. Do some dumb Malcolm shit. is such a fun character because he's so over the top, and Jeff Goldblum yeah. is already just a loony dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. God, if his character is not obnoxious in so not, much of the movie. I wouldn't say he's that bad. When I, he's flirting with Laura Dern, I'm like, dude. <laughs> it's a funny scene. Yeah. I'm down And for clearly it. fucking Grant could give a shit less. <laughs> right. No, They're real guy is confident. Man. I like you, how. You think that he's just like, my girl's, my girl's loyal. I, like I mean, that. he seems to be care. like he's he's no, he's a fucking paleontologist rock star. He can have whoever he wants <laughs> when he right, wants. That's right, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or maybe just like I'm gonna cop that ass regardless of who she's with. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. No, I, I like that. I I also just I appreciate this scene because yes, uh Jeff Goldblum is being a fucking dumbass in it when he like tries to lure the T the, Rex the away himself. But he is also being heroic a selfless in the process. Dumbass. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like he's he's not like being like the lawyer who just like is like kids in this car by themselves, fuck them, I'm out. <laughs> Time to head to the bathroom. Right. I also love that it's Jeff Goldblum being a dumbass that lets that that leads leads to the fucking dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I guess he probably would have been fine if Jeff Goldblum hadn't yeah, let there's him no too. way. There's Didn't no the way. The fucking dinosaur would have sniffed him out. <laughs> no way. No way. His not his smell is based on movement. <laughs> no, that's right. There's one on... thing I know from this movie is that T-Rexes have one sense and one sense alone. <laughs> right. And that exactly. is moving objects. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's it's their vision. Vision is based on movement, but their hearing is based on sound. So you'd think that they would they be able to find everything. Yeah, they don't have any ears. Yeah, can't hear anything. So you can't hear anything. Uh, yeah, they've just got little holes in the side of their head. How are they yeah. supposed to hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they I have mean, that giant nose that's just not good for anything. <laughs> well, their mouth was like crazy, cra- like kimono dragging times three rancid. So you I think? can... No, that's 100% like a thing. Okay. I so I can only assume well, that has to throw off their scent ability I wonder, somewhat. Yeah, but is that rancid? The, the breath is so bad that it screws up their own ability to smell I feel anything. like that has to be... Uh, well, <laughs> is that, I guess they would know the scent of their own stank and then just like... Is that rancid in general or just like to humans, right? Because like... No, like it's... Fucking bad. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, if you got bad also, bo, you get used to it. Yeah, but that's old world bacteria. Maybe that's just like normal shit back then. I mean, we don't oh, we don't literally know what was in their mouths. Like we don't have an example of tyrannosaurus bacteria. I hang out with mouth. dinosaurs all the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the Komodo dragon thing is also not true. Like it's not actually that bad. They actually do have poison, which they didn't think for a long time. But no, it's you know. not poison. It's toxic. Yeah, yeah, toxic. You eat You're poison. Right. I don't. <laughs> well, po- something, something is, is something poison. You are ingested. Toxin yeah. is something that is put into you. 
I think that's no toxin is something that can touch or venom is venom is something put into you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they have venom is what they found out. Anyway. All I know is I hate these kids. <laughs> I also Do hate you really these hate kids. them? Like I They're not I nearly like as bad as in the book. In the book they are fucking garbage. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> are they but really? I think I I enjoy them as characters because I find them to be authentic kids in this movie as opposed to the Jurassic World kids which are right. like Hey, we're like still really obnoxious, and I won't shut up about my parents' divorce. But for you're supposed to think I'm endearing for some reason. You mean reason. that problem that's in every fucking monster movie now? Also like, in the my next family is yeah. breaking up. Yeah, it's super obnoxious. Where these kids are annoying, but for genuine kid reasons. Like right. when when the little boy is like, Doctor Grant, your book sucks, and here's these other Dino books I've read that are better, and here's why, and right. what do you think? And your pictures are dumb. Even and though Gra- I love your book, I'm still going to shit on you this whole time. <laughs> and, and and Grant is doing like fucking parkour through these cars <laughs> trying, trying to, to dodge this kid yeah. and he will not take the hint. <laughs> I do really like that moment where like he finally shuts the kid in the thing and thinks he's gotten away, turns uh. around and Lex is just staring up there like, you're pretty. <laughs> and I think Lex is the character that drives me the most insane because she goes through all the effort to go and get this flashlight even though it's dark enough you can see that there's a giant monster right, <laughs> right there. Yeah, for and sure. that flashlight, they try to turn it off probably at least seven times entirely unsuccessfully. She, yes. she signs it in the T-Rex's eye. Multiple she was times. In shock. That's not an excuse. No, She's it's still not. a dumbass. She yeah, is. Yeah. I'm just saying that's what's supposed because, to be like, happening. Because, like, in there. shock, like, hide under the seat. Yeah. Don't, Survival like, instinct should also not, come into play here at some point. fucking pissing yourself and, I mean, like, deering headlights. To be fair. Yeah, but the deer isn't shining a, a headlight at me. In a situation where you they can't might. see, which we can see because it's a movie and the movie wants us to be able to see. But in a situation where, like this, where they would not actually have lights on, they would, like, instinct would be... Get a light out there so I can see what what's going on. Especially if you're a stupid kid. Like I'm, I'm willing to go along with first instinct of a she's primate. She's not stupid. Is she's a light. hacker. She knows units. She's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, but, but her younger brother is immediately like, turn the light off, turn the light off, yeah. turn the light off, and she doesn't. Yeah, and I'm what? not saying that it doesn't like. It's not dumb that she would turn it off and not be able to turn it back off. But it is believable to me that these would be the things that they would do. Why it just does feels she, like they're I, making her yeah. out to be a dumb blonde. Why no, does she need no, to be? They give her hacker powers. Why does she need to be a hacker to be good at computers? She doesn't hack anything. She just turns the computer on because that does the, it. Because this was 1993. Computers were new and scary, and hacker is the word that makes more sense than computer expert. I guess she's so lead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and her hacking powers at the end are. Clicking and dragging through, <laughs> like, holding the mouse sideways, the 3D file like explorer. a dinosaur. <laughs> she's, she's holding yeah. it like a proper heiress holds her tea. Like she's, yeah. she's right. holding the mouse pinky out. That's, That's right. very ergonomic, <laughs> no, of course. Oh man, but uh, like, I do. But, I think but, the yeah, kids to, are, are better than the kids in next the next two movies. I'll put it that way. Uh, agreed. And and like I said, I'm annoyed with them, but for the same reasons that I'd be annoyed with any kid. Like I love your son Jamie. Great kid. He is also annoying when he comes in and starts jumping upside down on you and screaming while yeah. we're trying to watch the movie. For sure. And that's just because he's being a kid. And yeah, I'm not like old, holding yeah. it against him, but that's just the way it is. Same for these kids. Like, they're for the most part in this movie, they are obnoxious just for the normal th- obnoxious things that kids do because yeah. they don't know any better. I-, I don't think that they're lame for like poorly written, like bad script they, kids. They do a really no, good fine. job of facilitating grant's journey through the movie because his whole thing is starting off hating kids not wanting kids mm. and by the, the whole end, thing is he hates kids but loves dinosaurs and by the end of but it kids love hates, dinosaurs what am i gonna do he <laughs> loves kids and hates dinosaurs he hates kids but he wants to bang laura dern <laughs> and make some kids but anyway no I, and i like that he 
very much like becomes a dad to these kids over the course of the movie. Like he has to like take care of them, and he does a good job of it. And, and more than coach just taking them care out of, of jeeps that have yeah. fallen into trees. Yeah. More more than just taking care of them, he's being goofy with them. He's like encouraging them when they're feeling scared. Mm-hmm. He like he's, he's straight pr- up being pr- a dad. Yeah. He, yeah. He Facilitating them moments in a very <laughs> dad way. They get yeah. to the electric fence going around the compound, and like he's testing it to see if it's on. And he goes, ah! and then he looks back you. with a shitting grin. Uh-huh. Like this he's scientist, doing dad stuff. This scientist first throws a fucking stick at it. Like that's gonna <laughs> do anything to tell know, if it's electrified or if not. If it's a hundred million volts or whatever that fucking sign said. It shows something. <laughs> you would want to stick that, like, hold it on there or something. I like... wouldn't if I'm testing it to see if it's on. I yeah, that's the how you do. die. No, no, not with a wooden kids. stick. Wood doesn't collect, connect. Wood does not conduct electricity. Anything conducts electricity if there's enough of it. Yeah, that's true. But and that's if not it enough. Goes through, it can then go through your body to get to the ground. Or however much? It's not literally 100 million volts. That's it's, what it the was fuck like 100,000 volts. Okay, it was not 20 enough. billion. <laughs> That's a lot. 20 that's billion a, volts is a lot. They spared no expense. <laughs> I think a that dinosaur would gigawatts. explode. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. How, how electric were the fences? How I think it was 100,000. It, it was definitely 10,000. 10,000? 10,000. I think okay. it was 10,000. 10, 10,000 volts right. is not going to affect wood. I think it would. Why does the J key in your... Uh, okay, 10,000 volts. Yes. Okay. Now, now just to, just to see... How much electric in a lightning? In a lightning? <laughs> a- 1.21 gigawatt. I, Did you not see? I don't see? think lightning is... Sta- I don't think there's one measurement of how strong a lightning is. <laughs> I mean, I feel there like... There might be an average. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Okay. You, you can burn wood with electricity if you have it like in like a, like at the end of a pin, but like throwing a stick on an electric fence will do nothing. This isn't an electric fence. It is oh. an electric fence. It, it is. It is also a fence that is electric, but an electric fence is not ten thousand yeah. gigawatts. So, so people can, if people, if they're lucky, can live a lightning strike, right? Sure. And it says the lightning strike it can usually can can often be upward of a billion volts. Jesus! Um, wow. This this electric fence is. 100,000 times less powerful than a, a lightning bolt. <laughs> How so, many volts so are makes, in a megavolt? Is that a thousand or is I that? Don't know. I think that'd be a thousand. Six, but they all attach at different points. Like, <laughs> megavolt. They get the sword. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I, that makes me feel better about the fact that the kid survives because initially when it, <laughs> when it shows him getting blasted off the fence. <laughs> right. I don't feel like 10, on, that, now that I know how much 10,000 volts is compared to a lightning bolt, I don't feel like I could shoot that kid that far. It would not. No, that's not how electric... Nothing with electricity would shoot him that far. He spared would, no expense. <laughs> it would burn his hands off or something, but not fling him across the, the wall like that. Or so the, the limit of what we use in households mm. is like 240 watt for your dryer and your rain. And if you happen to touch the line that has electricity, it's not going to kill you, but it will be a horrifyingly excruciating experience. Painful. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, how much is in the average power line? 120. 120? Yeah. Thousand? No, it's just 120 volt. Really? A power That's line. It? Like up the, power, the power line. Oh, you're talking about, oh, yeah. never mind. I'm like talking about an outlet. No, oh. no, no. Yeah, I was wondering. That's, out, that's not my bailiwick, so I can't tell you. <laughs> You're not going up and repairing your power lines? What is not your yet, bailiwick? Anyway. What is a bailiwick? Okay, the low end of power lines is a, is like 45,000. 
Okay, so, that feels strong. like what I thought. So yeah. still, yeah, lethal. Still intense. But, yeah. Uh, so touching two power lines simultaneously. At this anyway. point, at, at this point, doing our research, I'm like, dude, they did not have enough volts. It doesn't to seem stop like you're going to stop well, a T-Rex like, that way. They don't want it to like kill, kill it. it. They want it to like touch Deter it and be like, it. oh fuck. No, 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 no. It, okay, if I'm building Jurassic Park. I want the individual dino pens, like the different paddocks that the dinos are in, mm-hmm. to have enough to like sting them but not hurt them. But you want the, the melting the one, laser. The one, the one that little kid is climbing and the power comes back on and gets thrown off. When Laura Dern is going and powering on all the switches in the little like breaker station or hut or whatever it is, that is the perimeter fence around the entirety of Jurassic Park. If that is your last fence... I want that to kill any dinosaurs that are trying I to I want it to be that. a laser. That's not their fence, their last fence. Their last fence is the ocean. Well, the, no, la- no. the last fence for the park, for not the, the last park. fence okay. for you mean like the before world. They get, okay, I thought you yeah. meant like before they get back out into the rest of the world, no. not like At before they get At least around the, the T-Rex center. enclosure, I think you should have like two settings. Yeah. Like, you get 10,000 watts and we have a million. Right, yeah. There's like be two discouragement and we want broke. to kill it. Right. Right. I, I think that if you're building a Jurassic Park, one... You build it in such a way, like you, they've got multiple islands here. We find that out later. Yeah. Sure. You build one with like the animals that, like, okay, we're sure these aren't going to kill anyone unless something goes stupid wrong. None of these are predators. We right. keep they and did that's avoid the, one you can the go hang out with. Yeah, that's those are the ones you can go hang out with. And then the really cool park is the one you take a helicopter ride over and you can go find the T Rex. Yeah, that that's the like so, the hunters safari yeah. where like all the <laughs> yes. big game hunters they're like, all right, it's you versus these dinos. You know that people would pay absurd oh, amounts yeah. of money to, to hunt a, a T-Rex. And that's, that's a plot point in the next movie is a guy wants to like, hunt a pe- T-Rex. People pay absurd amounts of money now to go hunt like a sick elephant. Yeah. yeah. The amount of money, like people, people will pay upwards of a million bucks to go hunt like a oh. Triceratops. Yeah. Well over that. I For sure. Imagine. Yeah. Especially the first guy who gets to do Just that. Just imagine the clout you'd have as a hunter if you have a Triceratops skull above your hearth. Yeah, for real. That, that taxidermy though. <laughs> I could buy it. I could buy the Triceratops head and not yeah, go That would also be very expensive. Once you're at the point where you could buy a Triceratops skull, you you could, nothing just makes you hard right. anymore. Think of all of the natural <laughs> medicine that you could try to experiment with. Like, this has Triceratops oh horn in it. <laughs> it makes my dick so hard. This has grew T-Rex penis in it. It grew at six oh. inches. Now I have seven inches of hard dick. Oh, wow. What the fuck? Hold on. Do, do lizards have dicks or is it just cloacas? I, I think they have cloacas. I, well, yeah, that's what but I thought too. But snakes something? have dicks. Snakes yeah. have dicks. What? Yeah, yeah they got weird. Dicks. They got a dick flap that opens up and the dick comes out. They got a weird, like, and, uh, what's the word for? It? Like, what are uh, what are elephants' trunks <laughs> to where they're like really bendy and controllable? Prehensile. Prehensile. It's very prehensile. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, y'all ready for this? Snakes and lizards have not just one but two penises Correct. called <laughs> what? hemipenes. Why? I don't know. I knew I, they had two of them. I didn't know that they were called hemipenes. I, I need to see. Oh, like, like hemispheres. Like yeah. yeah, I was. Oh, these do not look like. St- okay, so some of them look like. Oh, it's a little tube, and some of them just look like little <laughs> nubs. Oh, no. Well, one's active and one's inactive. No, no, like both nubs. Oh, okay. Anyway, two different so, kinds so of now snakes? I'm thinking that you know a T Rex peener. Well, they probably don't have two penises because it probably is prehensile for the same reason that an elephant's penis is basically prehensile. Just think of like one T-Rex trying to mount the other. It seems like you'd have to have some pretty dynamic reach and flexibility. Yeah, they can't do everything. Seal the deal. They can't do a a doggy. They have to do like missionary or some shit. Like, there's no way to get around that tail. T-Rex is doing missionary. 
I, I, you I got that big would, old tail. It's gonna be would, hard to I get think around. You would kill one yeah. of them. Like, no, it would crush one it. Like, lays its own down weight. and rolls over, and the other one just like doesn't lay on top of it. Just like fronts into <laughs> At it. This point, you're it talking becomes about, like, a, a the, dino ale. Basically. So, so like the dinos have to scissor, basically. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, basically. We've gone far afield from before we the end. Paleontologists <laughs> have thought about this, and we can <laughs> answer it. All right, they've thought about this for years. I want a paleontology sexologist to get in our Twitter mentions and explain the. The, the specifics of T-Rex sex to us. Mm. Well, see, there's a lot of bones involved. <laughs> <laughs> yuck, yuck. Before we, before we uh, wrap up, I want to know, because when we were in there, a couple of you guys were talking about how, like, this is a terrible idea, and they never should have made this park. And Rick, I think Rick and I were the ones like, of course this was a great idea. Jurassic Park is awesome. They just need to not do it shitty. Yeah, that's my beef. Oh, so your beef is just that it was poorly managed? Well, that it's poorly managed, that they're so far away that no one can help them. Like, I like the idea of, like, keeping the dinosaurs that far away from people, but I also don't like the idea that if shit goes wrong, you are that fucked. Like, you should have, like, an oil rig-esque platform nearby A in the secondary, ocean, so. like, yeah. Sure. Like, a way base. I think I probably agree with you, Brian, in that it's not that the entire thing should not have happened. It's just that their execution of it seems like it was lacking. Like if you're going to okay. have a T-Rex, it needs to be in a pit that's, like, completely impossible for it to climb out under any circumstances. Right. Not just, I'm going to have an electric fence. Well, I, feel yeah. like, I feel like And also was. velociraptors, you, you don't I mean, do that. <laughs> You've got a good point because the way the movie goes, but not the way the movie actually goes. <laughs> right? Life finds a way. That's okay, right. Okay, okay. <laughs> you see, right. some kinds of frogs can actually turn now, into butterflies when, and fly away. When you were saying amphibians and they, like, li- living water, what about fucking frogs? What about frogs? Frogs live on land, too. They can climb and shit. That's the whole point of an amphibian. They can do both. I yeah. said that amphibians... I didn't but why say amphibians you, don't go in water. I said being an amphibian does not, by default, make you a great climber. Yeah, but I'm just saying they have amphibian DNA, and some amphibians <laughs> are, you, are really good at climbing. So, so you're saying that they gave the T-Rex tree frog DNA. I'm saying they don't fucking know what they did. climbed up the side of the wall. <laughs> they clearly actually, don't know what tiny, they were little doing. little chicken arms. To be fair to Brian... That is a actual point in the books of like, they, these are not, a big point the book actually makes is these are not replications of dinosaurs. They've no. actually changed what the DNA of these creatures are. So they're just approximations. Yes, of what they are approximate dinosaurs. Been. That's great. The movie doesn't show me a T-Rex that's got little sucker pads yeah, on the end of its, its three-toed it's arms. totally different in the movie. The movie is like, this is a dinosaur. This is a T-Rex. It's 100%. clearly a dinosaur, but maybe it can climb walls good and we didn't Maybe it's got frog it. jumps now. Frog jumps and like it would have feet. to be able to literally fly <laughs> to do what it does. Nah, it no, can, no, really. It, it can stick its a... feet into the wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just Naruto running up the side of the wall. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's tiny little arms pointing slightly backwards. Oh gosh! All right, final thoughts time. So I'll start us off for our final thoughts. Uh, obviously, I love this movie. It's so much fun. The bad parts of it aren't even really bad. They're just like. It, 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 it's movie making. There's yeah. nitpicks you, can, yeah, you like, can pull out of there, but they're literally nitpicks. Right. Uh, I'll say that my least favorite part of the movie is the kids. They're not a bad part of the movie. No. Uh, they are a perfectly fine part of the movie, but they are like annoying kids. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the movie is uh, there's so many good scenes. Like I love the the raptors coming at them in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, there's so many good like setup. I love. When uh, when Grant and the kids are having to hide behind the tree because the Gallimimus are coming through the field, like mm-hmm. super yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. But my favorite is the T Rex coming out in the rain, breaking through the the uh, enclosure wall, 
stomping around and like that just that whole scene is just so cool especially when you first hear that t-rex roar it's it's awesome uh yeah that is a moment in cinema right there yeah for sure absolutely uh like this movie's so much fun uh despite how old it is it holds up perfectly and i'm giving it five out of five giant piles of dino shit (laughs) it's an excellent rating uh, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, this this movie, in a lot of ways, changed filmmaking. And it might have been that eventually CGI would have been adopted no matter what, but I think that this movie being the explosive, incredible use of CGI that still holds up today so many years later is a big part of why that technology was so rapidly adapt- what, ab- adopted. What year did that fucking alien movie come out with the really bad 3D alien? You've got to be way more specific Which alien? than that. The one really bad 3D one. That's, again, There's you have so to be many. more specific. What the are you talking about? The alien dog one? The kind of small one. What? Are you talking about Alien E.T.? 3? The one with Aliens. The movie Aliens. <laughs> oh, oh, that oh. Had like an alien xenomorphs. Yeah. A specific xenomorph. That is a dog. That was dog-esque. It was smaller than the, uh, than the practical effect xenomorphs. Mm. The one where they're in a prison. Either of the first two. The one where they're in a prison is Alien 3. Yes. When did Alien 3 come out, Josh? Uh, I'll look it up. Keep going with your thoughts. <laughs> no, he's completely interrupted me. I'm not going to come back to this. <laughs> I'm going to cut all this shit out. I think this matters. Alien <laughs> 3 came out a year before this. Oh. They make leaps and bounds in that year. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, Alien 3 is a like, famously shit movie. Anyway. I don't think I've seen Alien 3. Were you not here for that? No, 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 no. Is, is that we the kill that? me? That's a, that's the same movie. Yes. Okay, then I have Alien Three. Anyway, I don't think that CGI technology would have been as adopted as rapidly if this movie had not just shown it perfected immediately. Um, this this movie is incredible, and it's not just the technology either. This is a perfectly crafted movie. Every scene leads into and foreshadows everything right up until the big climax moment of the T-Rex initially escaping, and then mm-hmm. everything else from that yeah. is just a roller coaster pulling all the triggers of Chekhov's guns that they've already set up for you previously going through. The characters are really well done. Everything about this movie just fucking slaps. And it's hard to put it in a different yep. way than that without going for like 20 minutes explaining each detail. Um, my favorite thing about this movie is probably Alan Grant. Uh, Ian Malcolm is a close second, but I think Alan Grant for me on this watch is my favorite thing just because I enjoy his journey and how they well they plotted out that character. Um, my least favorite about this thing about this movie is... Um, there's not quite enough kills. I would like to have seen like Samuel Jackson's character get a little more like love for how he gets killed and all that. Right. But I mean, that's that again nitpicks. That's the best I could I could say. Um, I am gonna give this five out of five overweight hackers who destroy the entire park for no reason <laughs> except for pure greed. And does he? Did you say he was also responsible for all the bad shit that happens in every other movie? No, no. There is a character in all three original Jurassic Park movies that you can point that to and fills say the everyone, same role. everyone okay, who dies dies because of this asshole. Okay. Because mm. of Nedry? Well, in this movie, it's Nedry. In another movie, it's a different character. And in right, the right, third right, movie, right. it's a different character. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I will be pointing it out because I fucking <laughs> hate the character in the second movie. We will get to that. I'm going to rant. Okay, okay. I can never remember which was the second. Like, the second and the third are just a movie for me. And right. I cannot tell you what comes from what in those movies. The second one's the one with like the the teenager that gets strand. No, that's Spinosaurus in the third one. Yep, that is the third one. Yeah, I can't remember any of the details of the second one. It's because it's shit. Except for the T-Rex gets out in uh, California at the end. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that at all. Well, what do you remember about this movie, Brian? It's really good. 
<laughs> really good movie. Uh-huh. I, I like the. Uh, for, I really like want to dig into the writer's head and know why he made fucking mathematicians rock stars. <laughs> there's a whole like big paragraph in the book, or not paragraph, like a few pages where he's like, for some reason in his mythos. The best mathematicians are just like, they get all the fucking they want. They get all the drugs they want. They dress like fucking <laughs> prints. Because like, Michael Crichton was a giant nerd scientist and like really probably wanted to be that guy. That's, I mean, that's fine. That's fine that that's his like idol or uh, ideal version of this. I just want to know why it's like this in his mythos. Like why would, why would A plus B equal rock star mathematician. Again, I don't think in the books that he's a rock star in that sense. I don't think he has the same outfit. He acts the same way. He's the main character of the second one. Yeah. Oh, okay. But Again, I do not he, remember. he does not act the same way. This he character is very so much more charming. The character in the books is how someone who acts like Ian Malcolm in this movie acts would feel like in real life, which is a giant fucking pedantic he asshole. He was kind of charming in the second one. He's not. So like the second you. one, he was good. The second book? Yes. No. Yes. No. There's he more was, of him because he's the main character, but he's not better. He what, Fuck, what's the word for when someone's like unlikable, but like you come around? Rick Sanchez. You warm up no, to the them. words. <laughs> no, like uh, <laughs> you're really struggling here, Brian. Yeah, I need the word. Give me a word. I don't know what word you want. Redeemable. He's redeemable. Okay. He is redeemed in that movie. <laughs> I don't think so. You just don't remember good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, similar thoughts to both of them. I can't fucking. There are nitpicks to this movie, but it's just a fucking great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite part is probably also the kids, but if not the kids, I can't even fucking tear <laughs> apart the go. fact. I can't tear apart the fact that the like part can be torn apart by one guy because he made the system that. Mm-hmm. So like, and it's the '90s. Like yeah. computers were different back then. Yeah, he he's the one guy there that knows fucking computers, other than fucking a legal girl who's a hacker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, least favorite part is that the girl is a hacker. <laughs> uh, favorite part is... Um, I want to know what kind of stuff she's been doing in her bedroom on her computer that's Looking up her... porn. No, no! <laughs> that doesn't exist on the internet yet back in 93. I feel like it does. I'm ignoring it. But, <laughs> but like, what is she doing that's like, hey, I know how to access the park security systems from here now. It's a Linux she, system. She, she owns a computer systems. that is a Unix system. Unix system, that's right. Unix and that, that makes her a hacker, apparently. <laughs> Owning a computer and knowing how to move through the windows makes you a hacker. It creates kind of like, it gives inside kids a bad name because it creates expectations that are too high for us. Right. Yes. Just because I like to browse memes <laughs> doesn't mean that I know how to hack into security systems. For sure. Yeah, just because you just because you took a couple math classes, that doesn't make you a rock star. <laughs> but she didn't hack the security system. The security system was fixed thing up. She just clicked on and made it go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like there was an icon in the corner that was just like Locks? security system. Yeah, it's the same thing as fucking like when your grandma's like, I can't figure out how to send a message on Facebook with a heart on. It's like, oh, you just click on this tab down here and you click on the heart. You're a hacker. <laughs> Brian, My favorite part is the rating? soundtrack. The soundtrack oh, is, oh, it is so John really John Williams killed it. It's so I mean, good. he almost always kills it, but this specifically, yeah, he really yeah. kills it. It's like, it's a it's music that is as iconic as Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. It's so sure. easy to identify. Really mm-hmm. uh, five out of five. Uh, high triceratopses. All right. <laughs> Caleb, bring us home. This movie was excellent. It's not entirely perfect. No film is. The things that stood out to me this time 
is that ah, when Nedry is driving through the park in the storm, it's just difficult for me to believe that he is as bad at navigating the park <laughs> as he is. I know that he's in a hurry. He's in a hurricane. You can't be a hacker. It's a hurricane. You can't be a hacker and be good at driving. Those are the <laughs> rules. It yeah. It's just like, turn the windshield wipers up, my dude, and slow down a couple miles per hour. I think everything would have been fine. He, he's gone miss his boat. He can't slow down because they're about to leave, and if they leave, he doesn't get his like extra million dollars. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it took him to get there, I feel like that ship has probably already sailed if they weren't going to be like, well, fuck, I guess we're going to wait. Yes, I agree. Yeah, but that's why he's wanting to get there fast. It sticks out to me, and it's my turn. So <laughs> you, you, gotta, you won't take this from me. You a million bucks on the line. <laughs> a million used to be a lot more back then. Yeah. A million would be a lot right the fuck now. Yeah, but also, it was a lot yeah. more back then. The only other thing would be like the, the whole life finds a way spiel and that that's how like the whole chaos theory, mm. they they milk that for all that it's worth. And there's just not quite that much actually in that water balloon. I, 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 feel I like. retroactively take my take back whatever I said was my least favorite thing. And that's my least favorite. <laughs> what thing do you mean? Life speech. finds a way. Yeah, that that's whole a spe- great line. It's a great line. It's the great whole speech line. that surrounds like his idea of why the park is going to fall apart is fucking stupid. And but he was right. to read the book. Condors. <laughs> But with that being said, everything else is pretty much flawless, although the kids are kind of dickheads. But my favorite thing has to be, as obnoxious as Jeff Goldblum's character is, I understand why, I mean, as far as best as I can tell, this movie made his career. I wouldn't go that far. He was, I mean, he was, he was well. Yeah, and... he's got a lot of other stuff, but this is the movie that like our generation yeah. thinks when of When I Jeff think Goldblum. of Jeff Goldblum, I think of him laying on that table with his shirt open, <laughs> right. and it gives me a man boner. So he is my favorite thing about <laughs> it with this watch. <laughs> yeah. A female boner. Yeah, a lady oh. boner. With that being Dino said, boner. I'm still going to give boner. this movie. Dino boner, <laughs> your, your eh? Hema, your hemopenises <laughs> pop up. <laughs> Five out of five Jeff Goldblum boners. Five out of five hemiopenes. <laughs> there you go, hemiopenes. That's what I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, if you want to hear more of our hemiopenes, <laughs> you can uh, listen to us talk about them on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. If you get a chance, please leave a rating on iTunes and Spotify. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best chance we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening. series he he just said you got a lot of nerve coming here after what you did (laughs) just every single time let it go (laughs) i didn't kill any of your friends you've forgiven people who have it's different (laughs) you are my brother sasuke still also like closer
Enhanced. What is it? I didn't do this. Let me see. Show, show. Yourself, didn't you? Show me, Rick. What is it? You don't want to see it, but I'll let Ryan show it to you. Enhanced. Is this man sounding with an entire cow? That's Sorry, not a man, this, I don't think. That's no uh, man. The that's no, I guess that's more of a man stadium, than I've ever seen. The football <laughs> stadium-sized cock would beg to differ. <laughs> yeah, but All big right, tits. I have to see it too. Okay. Well, la, 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 la. I like again? I like the bare minimum attempts at censorship. I suppose <laughs> that is that is the rule there. Yeah. As long as you cover up the uh, the ridge, you're good. Even that is bare minimum. Look at their... Yeah. No, as, as yeah. long as they have plausible deniability. I don't oh understand gosh. how hentai navigates censorship. <laughs> no one does. I feel like just... Tell me we're not recording it. Oh, yeah, we're recording. I feel like just <laughs> about just that. about in any other medium, the boundary and line is constantly being pushed. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the, I mean... This isn't pushing the boundary. This is like... Pretending the boundary is there as an aesthetic. <laughs> sure. I don't know. It's like if we have if this, this whole thing is a, a football field and a touchdown is just like utter hardcore pornography. This is like you are one quarter inch from the touchdown line. Yes. <laughs> right. And you're intentionally getting as close to that touchdown line without crossing it. Mm-hmm. As possible. And touchdown. we're still calling this plausible deniability. Yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, for the books more than anything. What role does plausible deniability play in this movie? Uh, not enough, because, you know, a lot of people get murdered. <laughs> I, I, I don't think we're there yet, Caleb. I don't <laughs> think we've reached our segue point. <laughs> we haven't as, talked about sounding with a whole cow enough yet. No, we did. We talked about it too much. I want to talk about something else. Oh, okay. At least it wasn't a dinosaur. So I reached the point in Elden Ring where I've beaten the fire giant, mm-hmm. but there I know that there's still a bunch of stuff that I've that you missed. want to do. So yeah, you're so avoiding I'm not, go- talking. I'm to not, no one. Yeah, I'm not doing the thing yet. Um, yeah. But one of them that I need to do still is the sewers, mm. and everyone that I've talked to is just like. The sewers. It's not as bad as the sewers equivalent of previous games, I think. Like, really? like Rot Town was, he was way originally not... saying like I'm done with Rot Towns, but he just can't help himself. <laughs> I think that's oh, true. No, there's like tons every... of Rot Towns. Yeah, I know. Swamp. That's like every trope in his games. Like he repeats himself over and over again. Yeah. He can't not do it. Yeah, but I'm, there, I'm still just wandering around, kind of picking up the different pieces that of th- trying to complete quests that are yeah, going to be. Yeah. Done. Uh, and through this, I've reached. I'm definitely over leveled. <laughs> I'm level 164. I don't mm. think I. Fi- I think I finished the game lower level than that. Jeez. Are, are you doing second playthrough now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm doing a, a like. I started an entirely new save just to like because I was gonna go through with like a different set of equipment, but I realized it's not as fun for me if I'm not having to like pick up the equipment as yeah. I go. Sure. And so I'm following uh, a walkthrough to get through the whole game. To, to I, figure I, out what's going on. I'm, I think I'll enjoy that, but I also think it'll be fun to just go back and be able to dunk on a lot of the bosses that I struggled with. Oh, yeah. 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 I think so. I don't know. I, I bring up Elden Ring because there is a little segue here. Um, you know, you, did you pick up the little segue over in uh, Liernia? 
It kind of lets you run around instead of uh-huh, use your horse. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually thinking about the uh, the giant undead T-Rex dogs in Caleb. <laughs> yeah. And what yeah. a bastard those are. Those things are assholes. I do want to know what the deal, like, is that just the natural evolutionary state? Like, dogs are like, I can't survive in this. I got to become a fucking dinosaur. Or did someone make them that way? I don't know. After but the- enough millions of years, all <laughs> canines eventually become T-Rex dogs. It's like whatever Full that circle. thing is where everything turns into a crab eventually. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Except exactly. in, in, this, in the Elden Ring world, it all points upwards toward T-Rex dog. That's that's an improvement, I think. I would yeah. prefer to eventually turn into a T-Rex rather than a crab. Yeah. I take on. It's either that or one of those bastard-ass giant crows. This does explain Jamie's tiny little T-Rex arms. <laughs> and his, and his <laughs> T-Rex shriek. Have you had the crows fake you out with the like, oh no, my poise is broken, you should come in. Fuck you! Yes, no, I they're bastard crows. They make the sound like they're poise broken, and they fall, and then when you come but in, But it's they them just, making the sound. They like make a frame-perfect grab on you like you're fucking dead. <laughs> That's amazing, I love that. Speaking he's of like frame-perfect grabs, 